Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Modelo, a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. It's the JT The Brick Show. And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. And a sniffle. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. It scores! Oh my goodness! Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Now he leans towards the line, gets the snap. Raiders bring a blitz. He takes up off the middle. And he's wrapped up from behind. Guess who? Max Crosby with the sack as he races over to the far sideline. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Open Adams at the 35, racing to the 20, 10, touchdown Raiders! And now, here's J.D. the Brit. All right, J.T. back here, hour number two. I don't like saying Broncos week because Broncos say Raiders week. Kansas City says Raiders week. In my 25 years with the Raiders, I've never done this. It's Broncos week. It's Chiefs week. They do that. Raiders play everybody, and the Raiders are everyone else's rival. That's a big topic. As we're brought to you by the Black Hole, go to theblackhole.com and become a member. This is very important today. Okay, go to theblackhole.com and become a member. Just click on member so you can get into all the parties, hang out where we're all hanging out, and be a member of the black hole. I am telling you this is fact, not fiction. If you get an opportunity to walk into a Raider game, Homer on the road, tailgate, Homer on the road, private event, Homer on the road, and you're a member of the black hole, you got that card in your wallet, you're at a next level of fandom. You're at, you're where people go, you're in the black hole? Yeah, I'm in the black hole. It's a brotherhood, a sisterhood, but you got to become a member. It's not expensive. They're a partner with the show. We do a lot with them. Go to theblackhole.com. They got a lot happening too. Working behind the scenes with our friends at Modelo. I'll be talking about Modelo this hour also. So do me a favor. Become a member of the Black Hole. You're invited. I'm inviting you. I think it's a hell of an invite. All right. Josh McDaniels addressed the media today on Chandler Jones right out of the gate. Here's what the coach said as he opened up the press conference. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not going to talk about the, you know, that's kind of a personal situation and um, as a, you know, we, we've never really gone into, you know, those kind of things. So I'm going to steer away from that. Um, you know, it's a private matter. And, um, you know, you know, if there's something to report on it, then, you know, we'll, we'll do that. But uh, as of right now, no. <clears throat> there's nothing to report. There's nothing to talk about. No, I, I don't. You know, right now we're going day to day. So, um, you know, he, he he's not going to be here today. So we'll. We'll kind of take it one day at a time. Okay. So one day at a time. He's not here today. We're not going to talk about it. That's the way that the coach, the leader of the team, is basically saying, basically saying, do you understand this is a private matter? This is a private matter. It's really private. And they're trying to figure it out. But you're a fan of the team. And if you're the fan of the team, you're going, whoa, 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 whoa. I need to know. I don't care that it's private. I'm a Raider fan. I have the right to know what's going on in Chandler Jones's life. No, you don't. You're going to find out pretty soon here. I can promise you that. You're going to find out pretty soon. We're all going to find out together. He's either going to get on the plane. He's never going to play a snap again. He's going to get put on the pup list for four games. Or he's gone. Or, or he's going to play. That's it. That's all. Those are the options. Door number one, two, three, or four. I hope it's the best for Chandler Jones and the team. Is that vague? No, I like Chandler Jones. I like the history of this league. I like what he's done in his career. I think he's a hell of a player. Uh, but the problem is, he's 33, he's in his 12th season, 
Second year of a three-year deal, $51 million, the free agent contract he signed in 2002. And he took to social media, and this is Paul Gutierrez at ESPN. This is from Paul. Uh, to say he no longer wanted to play with the Raiders after allegedly not being allowed in the team's facility to work out over the Labor Day holiday weekend. <laughs> I, I look at that situation. That that doesn't sound right to me. I know the Raiders. I know their schedule, what's happening, but I don't know the particulars of this, de- of this detail of what happened. More from Josh McDaniels earlier today on Chandler Jones and how they'll move forward with it. You know, I mean, look, the, the team's getting ready to play a game. You know, we, we got to would deal with different things during throughout the course of the year, whether it's injuries or, or other adversities. So, um, you know, I think the guys are focused on, you know, trying to control the things that they can control and uh, get ready to play, uh, you know, the best game we can play on Sunday. So we'll see what's going to happen here, uh, that you're looking at a player here that can really can contribute to this game and this team. And I was looking for a, a really big bounce back year. What I said about Chandler last year all the time, because I'm a big boxing guy. I go to a lot of fights, and I've seen it. I've seen it with world champions, that a fight starts, and they're not ready to fight. They're not ready. They warmed up in the dressing room. They're not ready. Their legs haven't activated. They need to get hit. They need to get to the third or fourth round, and then boom, everything comes together, and you have a great fight. Well, that's the way I looked at Chandler's season last year. His legs didn't activate the first four or five weeks. He just didn't show up. And then all of a sudden, the second half of the year, he came on. He made plays. He stopped the run, got to the quarterback. Had the interception that beat the Patriots. I'm really looking forward to what he had in store for this year. And now I'm just going to have to press pause. And then I'm going to come back tomorrow with new information. Maybe we press pause again. But that plane's going to take off with him or without him. And I, I, I don't know if the, most likely without him, considering he hasn't been here the last couple of days, most likely without him. But I don't know. There could be a kumbaya with the agent, the owner. I don't know. We're going to see how this plays out. But today... There weren't many answers there. It's a private matter. And you're the fans of the team. I mean, how do you want to do this? You know, I think there was two ways to go on this. Is one that the fans tweet and they call in and they encourage Chandler Jones. Say, hey, man, I hope he gets the help he needs. Or if he's going through something personal, we love you, man. We want you to be right. Or there are fans here who are just like, next man up. And as long as this guy's alive and kicking and doing well and didn't get into an accident or doesn't have a life-in-depth experience... It's next man up. Like, we got to go. We got to play a football game with or without Chandler Jones. Denver's looking back there. They don't have Jerry Judy. They don't have Jerry Judy. It's a big topic over there in Denver. So how do you want to handle this within the Raider Nation? And how do you think really the, the best way for me to get involved with you this last hour before Q comes on is what do you think about the next man up? What do you want to see from Malcolm Kuntz? What do you want to see from the depth of Tyree Wilson? Whatever Tyree Wilson was going to play, he's going to play more. And he should be able to do that. Matt Millen made a great comment earlier when we talked about Josh Jacobs. It's so old school, but it makes so much sense. He said, if you're ready to play, there are no limits. I love that. We don't live in a society like that anymore. Everybody's coddled. I'm not saying the Raiders are players. I'm just saying in general. If you're cleared to play, you're going to play. Now, I'm a big baseball fan, and I know you are too, Jared. Now, even Garrett Cole, he gets to 70 pitches. I look at my son, I say, here he is. I'm going to take him out next inning. Why? why? Why can't he go 130 pitches? Oh, his arm might hurt. You don't know that. Okay, don't let him go 130. How about he goes 110? Bob Gibson did. 
Sandy Koufax did. Sandy Koufax pitched in the 60s and could throw 130 pitches, and no one said, ooh, oh, my God, we got to take him out at 118. But now everybody gets to 70 pitches. Oh, get someone up in the bullpen. You're a big baseball guy. What always drove me nuts was, wait, so he can only pitch 70 pitches, but you're going to have him throw, like, 10 before the inning even starts? You're going to have him do 10 warm-up pitches. Do those count? Like, well, what, how are we How are we doing there's this? There's 40 warm-up pitches, 40 before the game in the bullpen. Right. But, you know, you got to get loose and do that. But when it comes to football players, football players, if they're cleared to play, need to play. Unless they're coming off a significant injury. Tyree Wilson came off an injury. He was drafted as an injured player. They rehabbed him through. He looks like he's ready to go. He looks like he's ready to go, and that will be an important important part of this game coming up with Denver because I think these guys are going to be chasing Russell Wilson around. You know, when it comes to week one, when I do the pregame show with Eric Allen, I keep it really simple. Week one, we don't know anything. Haven't seen the team play. They didn't play much in the preseason. So you, you do game one. You give everybody the Josh Jacobs a 7-0. 7-0 lifetime. Here's Russell Wilson's career stats, and they play the game. Then I get ready for Buffalo week two, and I have stats in front of me. And then I usually wait till week three and four, and then we see a pattern. We're going to see, and this is the pattern as I, I look at the Raiders going forward. And again, if you have a comment on Chandler Jones or Tyree or what's going to happen, 702-365-9200. Uh, I don't believe in pitch counts. I don't believe in players, if they're cleared to play, should only play a certain amount of plays. That's just not who I am. You're not going to change my opinion on that unless the player is, is showed up late for camp. Like Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is a good example. Nick Bosa is waiting for a contract extension. He is a really explosive player. If Max Crosby, who's not sitting out, he has a contract, but Nick Bosa is the cover story. So Bosa just reached a five-year, $170 million deal. Did you catch that, Jared? I just caught that mid-thought, mid-wording. I just saw that. I was ready to dive into Nick Bosa, and then boom, ESPN.com, breaking news, Nick Bosa is now the highest-paid defensive player of all time. Not Deacon Jones, not Lawrence Taylor, not Ray Lewis. Nick Bosa, are you ready for this? The extension includes 122.5 guaranteed. Woo! Oh! That's quarterback money a couple years ago. 122.5 Santa Clara. Niners defensive end Nick Bosa has agreed to a five-year, $170 million extension, making him the highest-paid defensive player in history, according to Adam Schefter. Among defensive players, the $34 million annual payout surpasses 31.7 average for Aaron Donald. And the 122.5 fully guaranteed easily surpasses the $80 million set by T.J. Watt. Oh, my God. So the highest guaranteed contract was T.J. Watt's $80 million. He just went to 122.5. The Niners... And Bosa struck a deal, no surprise. It took 43 days for them to get the deal done. And what's interesting is they play Pittsburgh. So let me finish my point on that. I wouldn't play him this week. I wouldn't. He didn't have, he didn't have a practice. He didn't have anything. If he comes out of the gate like a bull and pulls his hamstring and tears his hamstring because he's playing at 100% and he's not ready, I, w- I would shut him down. And that becomes an issue here. Wow. So he, this is a great example 
about why you hold out. This is it. This is why you don't play when you exceed your contract. So he's still on a rookie deal, and he looked at John Lynch and said, no way. There's no chance I'm going to play, get a catastrophic knee injury, and never get paid again, and he's getting all that guaranteed money. So I'm not a fan of the Bosa brothers, right, especially the one with the Chargers, but this guy deserves a congratulations there. Raider Dillon is up next. Raider Dillon, how are you? Thanks for calling in. Yes, sir. We got you. Go. I'm very comfortable with Malcolm Coons. I think he's going to do just fine. Mm-hmm. He's been on the team, I think it's three years now. Yep. Really, really like him at Buffalo. I'm a little worried for Tyree Wilson because that third game of the preseason, he looked a little clumsy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to end up being a really good player. I right. think he needs more time. So I think that Malcolm Coons will get the majority of the snaps. Um, and, yeah, it, it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. the whole Taylor Jones thing, but – All right, your phone's breaking up. I appreciate you saying that. And you said we have a game to play this weekend at the end. And I would agree with you on that issue. Tyree Wilson was selected number seven overall in the first round of the draft out of Texas Tech. Michael Mayer was selected in the second round. They traded up out of Notre Dame. These are young pups. They got to be ready to go. They're NFL players now. What are we doing? We're not holding hands. These guys are ready to go. They're in the NFL. They're ready to go. Byron Young, defensive tackle at Alabama. He's playing. He's got to make a couple plays. And then you got Trey Tucker, who was taken also in the third round from Cincinnati. He's got to have a big game. And then Ja'Korian Bennett, the cornerback out of Maryland, who Matt Millen praised on the show. Aiden O'Connell will not be playing, most likely. Christopher Smith out of Georgia might not get in. Special teams. And then Amari Bernie, sixth round from Florida. And then Nestor Jade Silvera, the defensive tackle out of Arizona State. Everyone made the team. Everyone made the team. Need you to play against Denver. Or if you're not going to play, if you're going to get in a couple of snaps, play at your best. But the Raiders' schedule opens up at Denver, at Buffalo, Pittsburgh at home. At the Chargers, Green Bay at home, New England at home, at Chicago, at Detroit, New York Giants and Jets back-to-back, a belly-to-belly. At Miami, (laughs) Kansas City, Minnesota, Chargers at home, at Kansas City, at Indy, and Denver again. We will not see Denver again until January 7th, 2024. That's that's a crap schedule, and not not the writer's schedule is fine. It's just garbage that they give us Denver 1 and 17. That's garbage. I mean, it should be Denver week 3, week 11. You know what I mean? Denver week 5, week 9. This 1 and 17 with the Denver Broncos, you know, just, you, you, just a rivalry, man. Got to wait a long time. And most likely, hopefully for the Raiders' sake, they're in the playoff hunt. One of those, that last game of the year, which is going to be he, you know, here, it's not going to matter for one or two of those teams. I can guarantee you both teams will not be on the doorsteps of the playoff. One of the teams won't, and I think that takes away from the Raiders' schedule in regards to a rivalry. Even if, uh, I will say, and you're, you're probably right because you're JT the Brick, uh, they, probably, uh, they probably won't both be on, the, on mm-hmm. the precipice or the wild card or whatever. They both won't probably be in the hunt, but if they are, that is such a a bleep move to just go like all right and uh you guys are gonna have to play a divisional game uh right the before the play the yeah um good good luck um i 
if you, you might lose and then somehow through tiebreakers, somehow like you because you lost, yeah. you're not going to be able to make the playoffs? I don't mind the division game being the last game of the year. I just don't like the separation between 1 and 17. That's, that's, that's the point I'm huge. making. I don't like that because, remember, the greatest regular season game of all time was the final regular season game, Chargers-Raiders, that game that eliminated the Chargers – and Pittsburgh watching and the Raiders making the playoffs. Last time the Raiders made the playoffs. So with all of that pending, we get one shot for Denver, and then Denver's going to be out of our sight lines until 2024. It's going to be an entirely different team. Totally different team by then. And it's incredible, man, that ESPN right now has on their cover story 32 teams, 32 Super Bowl scenarios, and the picture's Russell Wilson. They are so bleeping in the bag for Russell Wilson. I cannot believe this. So they're showing, they have a picture of Mac Jones, Diggs of the Cowboys, the great corner, and they have Jalen Hurts and T.J. Watt, and the big guy superimposed in the middle is Russell Wilson. Like Russell Wilson has a shot to go to the Super Bowl. This is the garbage I've been dealing with the entire— since. Does anybody know other than me that the Raiders are 6-0 and against Denver in the last six games? ESPN doesn't know that. I got to get Paul Gutierrez on that. I got to get Paul to call his bosses at ESPN and remind Bill Barnwell that the Raiders have beaten the Broncos the last six out of six. Why is Russell Wilson blown up like a giant in a Super Bowl article with the Denver Broncos? Why? Because they're in the tank for the Denver Broncos. Too many people in the media dating back to Elway and Peyton Manning, want to believe that the Broncos are that team. Maybe they are. And if I'm wrong, you know where to find me. 702-365-9200 as we continue on. I guess I'm going to get early into predictions of the game. I didn't want to break that out on Wednesday, but I think we're going to try to figure this out here. And if you got a prediction for the game and you're not calling in on Thursday or Friday, you can do it today. Uh, tomorrow, my Super Bowl picks, my annual Super Bowl preview show. I've done it every year in my career, the Thursday before the start of the season, which the season starts tomorrow. And I'll tell you about where we're going to be tomorrow night. We're going to be out on the road. And I'll have that for you coming up next. Also, Dave Logan, the voice of the Broncos, will catch us on the other side. So stick around for that. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizzeria, home of the famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza. JT, back with you, and how about another new partner that we are welcoming here? Crank the music up. La Casa Cigars. Oh, yes, you know I love a good cigar. And in Summerlin, right there at Tivoli Village, went there the other day. Fantastic. A private cigar club. Fantastic rooms, cocktails, whiskeys, scotch. A lot of product that we support here on the show. They got a private room. La Casa's private club, which includes access to the private room. Great place to watch football, cigar lockers, big screen TV, Wi-Fi. You also have access to their special cigar events throughout the year. Casual but elegant. La Casa in Tivoli Village. How about that? And it's away from the strip. I was blown away. So I want to uh, thank the team over at La Casa, and I'm going to be there a lot. It's going to be a place to hang out for me and watch Thursday night football and kick back there. And they got a great membership. If you want to leave your cigars there in a locker, and the selection was pretty impressive. 
very impressed. I go to a lot of cigar shops. I love a good cigar. My wife reminds me, only one a week. You're on the radio. You're on the radio. And I said, no, two a week. And I'll be over there, La Casa Cigar Lounge, a proud partner of Raider Nation Radio. Dave Logan, the voice of the Broncos, at the bottom of the hour. Really looking forward to talking to Dave. Good guy. Uh, he'll take us behind enemy lines. I'll go on his show coming up here, and we'll go back and forth with Denver here. Raider fans, do you feel like we, I'm a season ticket holder, you the fans, do you feel like we're getting Denver at the right time? You, the, the answer might be no. You might say, oh, my God, this is Sean Payton's first ever game. This is the last time you want to play Sean Payton. First game he's ever coached there. The place is going to be bananas. I look at it differently. I think the Raiders match up better. I think the Raiders have a rusher who's 7-0 and against them. And the big, big thing I've been saying all day, and I've been saying it all week, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Devontae Jacobs. Jacobs, Devontae. Back to Devontae Back to Josh Jacobs. Get on the plane. Get the ball to Devontae. Give it to Josh. Get on the plane with the victory, and we'll deal with Buffalo. We'll deal with Buffalo where? In Buffalo, you might be in a shootout. You might be down 10-0 three minutes in, or it might be a 7-7 game in the fourth quarter. But Buffalo is going to require the entire offense to be elite to win there in Orchard Park. In Denver, I don't know. Maybe we just pound the ground and, and work the clock and get a couple of max sacks and get the hell out on the plane and get the win. 17-16, 17-14, 21-20, I don't know, but we're 6-0 and against them. Gangster Raider knows all about the rivalry with the Broncos. Go ahead. Yeah. You're on. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I predict this going to be another um, massacre. Remember the first two um, massacres in Bronco, I mean, in, in Denver? We have um, when when uh, we put up fifty five, mm-hmm. I think it was fifty five nothing, and then another time it was forty four forty nine three. I, I predict another um, coming out party like that because I think we catch them at the perfect time. Because first of all, they don't have no um, film on this offense with Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo on it. You know, so Jimmy Garoppolo is the X factor, and also the team grasping his offense better is X factor B. You know what I'm saying? And uh, there's also two two or three other factors to I think we're going to stomp them because, first of all, they asked for us. They requested for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you ask for the Raiders, you finna get the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? Second of all, um, they um, talk about it's a, um, a, a game for Sean Payton, but also it's a game for um, McDaniels. He used to coach in Denver. He got fired from Denver or whatever, so he left there with a bad taste in his mouth, so I know he would love to come there and ruin their opening game. And also, not only that, it's Josh Jacobs, you know, mm-hmm. welcome home game. And you know he's undefeated mm-hmm. in Denver, against Denver, so I feel like just them three factors alone, we should um, easily blow them out. You know what I mean? And if mm-hmm. we look at our new offensive weapons, nobody has seen Jacoby Myers in his offense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nobody has seen Meyer the rookie um, tight end in this mm-hmm. offense. You know what I mean? Nobody has seen um, um, Garoppolo and um, Jacobs together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. And I think we're going to be better in the red zone because of Garoppolo. Yeah. So all those all those minus fours, I count those as touchdowns. And remember those five games that we lost from mm-hmm. double-digit double comebacks? I don't think that happens this year with Garoppolo mm-hmm. because he's a seasoned professional and he's, in, he's used to the system. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I want to take a lot of your time. No, I appreciate I that. Funny. 45-3 um, Raiders. <laughs> Come on. Thanks, 45-3. Come on, man. 
45-3. to I liked everything about that phone call from Gangster Raider, especially when he said that they haven't seen the weapons that the Raiders have. There's no tape on that. I like that. That's a good point. I'm going to use that. That's a very good point. The problem is we ain't beating anybody 45-3 to with Sean Payton on the other sideline. Okay? They got a good team. That team has been kicked and kicked into the dirt, and they're going to put a battle in against the Raiders. I think the Raiders will win the game. I think it's going to be a tight game. Uh, I think we're going to be on the edge of our seat, and I hope the Raiders have the ball last and win, or their defense is able to close the game out. 702-365-9200. Monterey, Raider Jay checking in. Good to hear from you. How you been? JT, thanks for taking my call, brother. I am good as always. Hard to complain when you're living in the Bay. Hey, man, uh, look, Raider, uh, Gangster Raider just uh, just had the right of it. We're going to go in there. We're going to handle our business. We've got too much talent on O, too much they haven't seen yet. Uh, Jimmy G, top Jimmy, he's going he's gonna to do his thing in the red zone. Um, I don't know about 45-3. I might go a little more along the lines of 27 or 24-17. Mm-hmm. Um, calling from work, so i got to check out here in a second. But okay. listen, regarding Chandler Jones, Right, we got to, you know, reserve judgment, withhold judgment until we find out what's really going on. Didn't Chandler have a have a mental thing going on in New England? Let's not uh, let's not condemn this man. Let's realize that if he's taking it all the way back to Antonio Brown and and Alden Smith, then it goes it goes farther back than Josh Jacobs and uh, and uh, Ziegler. So you know, hope hope Chandler gets what he needs, and uh, hope we can just uh, close out the noise and move back, past this, go up and collect our seventh win in a row. That's what I got for you, Jay. Have a great day. Yeah, brother. thank you. you thank you again. Uh, when you get to Chandler Jones, I don't know what the issue is. If it's a mental health issue, if it's something that's happening in his personal life, I don't know. I don't know. And there's been some history of him in the past. We touched on that with Paul Gutierrez yesterday, his brother, John Bones Jones, one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. There's been incidences, but we don't know. It's a private matter. Now, you don't want to see a private matter ever. You want to see something happen that's really significant or that could hurt an individual, that hurt their family, whatever it's going to be. But Josh McDaniels is handling that now to the best of his ability. Josh McDaniels at this point in time is trying to it's trying to navigate through this scenario in a very difficult time as week one is about to begin. And he's got to get this team up and running. This team's got to be in a position where there are no distractions. And, again, I, I'm assuming I know Max is a friend. I don't think Max – this affects Max's position. This affects Max Crosby. He's the other defensive end. So when you look at what's going to go on with Max here, I don't think it's going to affect him. Personally, but I don't know the answer. I don't know what's going on with Chandler Jones. All we can do is wish him well at this point in time. But the next man up is really important with the fans here of Raider Nation. And for the fans of this show and the fans of the team – Now I need you to take your game to the next level and talk about what's going to happen and who's going to be able to step up and who's going to be able to have a big game. It seems like it's Malcolm Kuntz, and it feels like it would be Tyree Wilson, and it would be one of these individuals who's going to have to make a play or two. I'm a big believer that Tyree Wilson can knock a ball down. I'm a big believer that if he doesn't get to Russell Wilson, he can get his hands up and knock a ball down or two and make a play. That's what I'm hoping for. If he's able to do that and he can come in and be productive, that'll be a win-win for everybody. But Chandler Jones in the prime of his career, which he's not in the prime of his career, Chandler Jones was one hell of a player. And Max Crosby's one hell of a player. 
So as we take a look at this, it's a next man up philosophy as I bring in Dave Logan, the great voice of the Denver Broncos. Dave, I hope you and your family are well. Great to catch up with you. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, JT. Good to talk with you. How you been? I've been great. And I can't I was saying before you came on, I don't like to schedule week one and week seventeen. The Broncos and the Raiders have such a great history. I wish it was week three and week eleven or week four and week twelve. What do you think about this yep. that we'll see at the end of the year in Vegas and we catch you week one? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, it, it almost seems like another year. Well, it, 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 I guess literally it is another year, but it almost seems like another season to be uh, to be that far apart. But um, you know, it's a. It, I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sure fans in Vegas are excited to get it kicked off. Fans here in Denver are excited too, and uh, it should be a fun game come Sunday. I, I will guarantee you the the atmosphere will be electric uh, and in power field. Well, Dave, from calling Super Bowls and winning Super Bowls and being the longtime voice of this team, this has got to be special to have Sean Payton there, uh, considering what happened with Nathaniel Hackett, Vic Fangio, a fine coach before that. But what was it like for you when you heard the rumblings there? Because you know the Chargers might have been a fit for him or another team, or he would have stayed at Fox, and all of a sudden you show up one day and he's the head coach. Yeah, to tell you the truth, I was pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, going to training camp and watching – practices this year it's it's been much more like an nfl training camp that that i would be used to mm-hmm. uh you know playing a long time ago and an old school guy i mean it just it felt like an nfl training camp and, and last year did not um you know no nine on seven no one-on-one it was just and i had to push back honestly jt and and say listen maybe this is just kind of where the league is going and i need to i need not to be critical of something that I'm not sure of, but it never really felt like an NFL training camp to me last year. This one that is, uh, that is concluded has, I mean, they've, they've run nine on seven, they've run team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get in and out of the huddle. There just seems to be a discipline with the players and an energy that, uh, that frankly, I didn't see a lot of last year. Dave Logan is the voice of the Denver Broncos. So if I look at the fitness of Russell, and again, he was big and strong last year, and he just looked in great shape but oversized compared to how lean he looks this year. And again, Raider Nation, where I am here in Vegas, very concerned about his ability to get back to the old Russ and run outside the pocket. What does he look like and when it comes to his ability to make plays outside the pocket and extend plays? Yeah, I think he looks great. Uh, you know, I think he's he's dropped probably – 15 to 20 pounds. And if you go back and I know you're, you're aware of, of how he played in Seattle um, when in that 10 year career, he was a pro bowler nine times. I mean, he was a guy that would make you pay with his feet when things broke down uh, and you had guys covered. Russell could escape the pocket and could run. He could pick up first downs. He didn't do that last year, whether or not he was too heavy or whether or not he was just reluctant to do it. Um, and so I think, I think, you know, with, with Sean Payton here, Russell is in, in better shape. Uh, he certainly, in the last preseason game that he played, showed the ability early, played one series, but got out of the pocket two or three times, wound up picking up over 30 yards. That, that's how you extend drives, and that's something the Broncos did not do last year. They were horrible in third-down conversions. So, I mean, I think, I think you will see Russell play closer this year to what we saw in Seattle than what we saw last year here in Denver. 
Dave Logan, as we wrap it up, tell us about the running game with Williams and P. Ryan and, you know, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, for Raider fans, he's 7-0 and against the Broncos in his career. He led the league in rushing. I have a sense with Denver's rushing attack being healthy again and the Raiders getting Josh Jacobs back, there's going to be a lot of running the football in this one. Yeah, I agree. I think both teams want to run it first and foremost. Um, you know, Jacobs has been such a great player. I really have enjoyed watching him, um, as you said, led the league in rushing. And I think I think Denver fans were kind of hoping that uh, the holdout might extend past week one. But I think the running, the running games will be similar in terms of the power running game, both with uh, Jonte Williams and Samaje Pirine. You've got two big backs. Uh, they went out and fortified the offensive line with a couple of free agents and Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers. And so, I, you know, Sean Payton has been a guy historically that wants to run the ball first, then to get into heavy play action uh, and some screen game and things like that, and then take his shot, take three, four, five shots down the field. I don't think that'll change in week one. And really, Josh McDaniels, uh, you know, he's got, uh, he's got the ability, certainly from his coaching past, to do similar things. So I, I think it's going to be a great game. I really do. Hey, Dave, last one on the game. What have you th- thought of Jimmy Garoppolo in the past? You've called games when he was with the Niners and the Patriots, and now you see him with the Raiders here. He's completely healthy, ready to go. He played a couple of snaps, not many in the preseason. And now with Devontae, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro back, uh, they drafted a kid out of Cincinnati who's a speed banner- burner, and they got Michael Mayer along with Josh Jacobs. What What have you seen in the past with Garoppolo coming into this one? Yeah, to me, uh, JT, he's always been a guy that's been overlooked. You know, you always he, there's always been somebody else there where he's been that has been sort of the guy. And then he'd come in and play, and he played well, but the guy was still there. He's an accurate thrower, uh, moves around in the pocket. He's not going to beat you running, but he, he does buy himself time with his ability to move in the pocket. And I think the thing that separates him from a lot of quarterbacks is his ability to fit the football into tight windows. Very accurate with his throws. Uh, doesn't get ruffled. I, I, think, uh, I think the Raiders have a good veteran quarterback, to be honest. We got Bishop Gorman out here, number two. They're chasing modern day. Big win against Miami. Tell me about your high school team. You're a coach. You're a play-by-play voice, a radio host. Man, you're always busy. <laughs> well, it's a busy time of year. We're, uh, we're off to a pretty good start. We won our first two, so... Um, yeah, I, although I do follow Bishop Gorman, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, that's, that's just a great, great program. But uh, football season is a lot of fun. You do stay busy. You got it, Dave. All the best. Thanks for a few minutes. Appreciate you, JT. You got it. Dave Logan, who is busy. He's coaching a high school state championship football team in the past. He's the voice of the Broncos and has a talk show. And texted him, says, sure. And I'm going on with him later. So we'll go back and forth. So what did he tell us? He told us that they're going to run the ball. They have a good running back tandem of P. Ryan and Williams. Uh, Jerry Judy, we expect not to play in this game. And he talked about the addition on the offensive line and, and an important addition for their offensive line as they got Mike McGlinchey to play right tackle. And I would move Max around off of him. Let him let Max go toe-to-toe with a good player and then move him. And what's going to happen on the other side with Tyree Wilson? I think the strength of the Broncos is what they do at free safety, Justin Simmons. They have Patrick Sertan at cornerback. But remember, Devontae, Devontae went after him big and lit him up. If you don't think Patrick Sertan the entire offseason watched video of Devontae, this is his spot. This, it really is. It's a big matchup in this game, and Devontae's been really quiet. 
You know, I, I'm hoping that when Devontae speaks, someone will ask him about this matchup with this young young stud corner that Devontae ripped up, ripped up in the, in the game in Denver. He's going to be highly motivated to play. And the rest of the team, as I have Denver's base roster in front of me, it's not an elite roster. It's not. Cortland Sutton can catch the ball. Marvin Mins Jr. Saw him play a lot. My son went to Oklahoma. I went to a bunch of his games. He's a good player. It's not an elite offensive line. It's not an elite defensive line, but they got some players up there that can get to the quarterback. But their secondary is what concerns me. Sertan the second, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, Mathis. These guys can play. I'm telling you, if there's a tip ball, the ball goes, or Jimmy's elbow gets hit, that ball goes up. These guys catch the ball. These guys get to the football and turn it over. And that's why I think Trayvon Merrick and Marcus Epps and the defense, led by Marcus Peters, I'm expecting an interception in this game, aren't you? Everybody out there who can hear me, aren't you expecting this team? They've been instructed by Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels, and Patrick Graham to go get the football. That would, they preached that the entire offseason. I talked about that with Dave on the state of the team, that they've been preaching be a disruptor. Now, if you're going to be a disruptor like Marcus Peters, you might jump her out, and a guy might get by you because you want to go get your hands on the ball. Well, that's the job of Epps to be behind him or Trayvon Merrig to make a play. And Merrig, my concern about Merrig and with Russell Wilson, it's a big concern. Here's why. Russell Wilson's elite, and he's going to look at Merrig He's going to say, I see that young man on tape. I can beat him. And Merrick's had an offseason to get better. And I think what Russell Wilson's going to do is sprint right, move the pocket, run away from Max, try to set his feet and go deep and try to test Merrick. And they're going to run the ball. And again, I don't know what a Russell Wilson, let me bring this up quickly, in regards career running-wise, his career running the football is just insane. I mean, the guy just runs the football, but last year really struggled because he didn't have enough time. I'm looking at some of the, the numbers of him and his quarterback rating in Seattle when he came in in 2012, and then how he improved it afterwards and how great of a player he was. But last year in Denver, he played 15 games. Russell Wilson had 16 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. He was sacked 55 times. 55 times he was sacked. Uh, The closest to that was 51 back in 2018. But let me tell you why Russell Wilson has some Hall of Fame stats. His rookie season, rookie, 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Then he had 26 touchdowns, 20, 34, 21, 34, 35, 31, 40 in 2020. Then 25 is last year in Seattle, and he went from 25 to 16. So the, the one thing we don't want to see with Russell Wilson this year is his ability to take that 16th touchdown to get it up to 25. And now I got his rushing stats in front of me, and last year in 15 games he carried it 55 times for 277, five yards a carry, three touchdowns. But if you look at his greatest season, 2014, he carried it 118 times for 849 yards, 7.2 a carry, 7.2 with six touchdowns. I have a feeling Sean Payton told him to lose some of that weight. Dave said 15 or 20 pounds. And I think the happy medium will be for him to rush it for about six yards a carry 
and then try to get somewhere somewhere above 500 yards because he's had multiple seasons of over 500 rushing yards, and he had the big year where he had 849. So last year they're trying to get him up from 277, and I think that week one coming up here on Sunday, I'm expecting him to run the football a lot. All right, when we come back on the other side, we'll wrap it up. Last call if you want to get in or tweet at JT the Brick 702 365 9200. Modelo. Want to thank Steve Gomez and the entire Modelo team. He was over at my house yesterday, and we were having Modelos talking about our season here on Raider Nation Radio. We love Modelo. I reward myself with a bucket of Modelos every Friday. Modelo, they have the fighting spirit. This kid is a first rounder on both sides of the ball, right, like right. a first pick. He's he's right. he's, he's key. Yeah, first pick. Yeah, that's who he is. Travis is, and he loves the game. He does not tire of loving the game and wanting to be in the game and studying the game and all the intricate details of the game. He and Shador could make eye contact and look at each other, and yeah. they know what to do. The JT the Brick Show is brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Yeah, Remy Martin, i got to tell you about that before we wrap up here. That's uh, Deion Sanders, and Deion's at a point now where (laughs) Deion's going to get really tiring to a lot of people coming up here real shortly here because Deion's the type of guy that once you hear from him and you continue to hear from him, okay, but as long as he's winning, he's going to take advantage of every opportunity he has to get in front of the media, which is okay. I got no problem with that. That's the right that he has. He has the right to do that. But the issue becomes, man, you better be used to it. You better be used to it because Dion will speak to everyone. Everyone. So uh, I like Dion. I've never been one of those guys who's like, eh, I don't like Dion. Dion's a bad guy. No, Dion's a really good guy. The problem with Dion is he understands the media as good as anybody. And he's going to play up the media, and the media would just love an opportunity to be with him. Just love a chance as Fox is going up there for this game against Nebraska, and that's going to be a big deal. So we have a big deal tomorrow night, Thursday night, Proper Eats Bar at Aria, our event with Remy Martin. So come watch Detroit take on Kansas City. I mean, come on, Raider Nation. Got an opportunity for Kansas City to go to 0-1. Travis Kelsey will not play in the game. Enjoy the amazing food selections at Proper Eats Food Hall and sip on their special Tropic Thunder cocktail. That's Mount Gay Rum. Proper Eats Food Hall, collection of highly sought-after imports, and only in Las Vegas destinations. You're going to have a great time if you're looking for a place. We're not going to be there every Thursday night, but we're going to be there this Thursday night. And it's Detroit, Kansas City at Proper Eats Bar at Aria, sponsored by Remy Martin, the official cognac of our show, Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. So Q will have a lot to say. Q's in Bristol launching his national show at night. So he's doing that, and he's going to come up here in a few moments. One more from Josh McDaniels. I think Vinny or some one of the individuals asked him earlier today about the Chandler Jones situation and if this warrants having a team meeting. Yeah, I'm not going to get into this. You know what I mean? So it's a personal situation. It's a private matter. You know, want to talk about the game on Sunday? I'll be excited to talk about the game. He's not a captain. Um, so, it, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, like I said, we're we're dealing with it internally. Uh, we've dealt with it, um, but we're not gonna not gonna get into this. Yep, that's pretty stern from the coach. And for those who are always talking about the coach here on my show or other shows, 
I thought he handled that well. That basically was the coach of the Raiders saying, hey, if you didn't hear me the first time, this is a personal matter. We're handling it internally. I'm not going to answer 17 questions on that. And I thought the media in attendance did their job asking multiple questions on that. That's the way big boy radio's done. That's the way you handle a press conference. The media sits there and asks tough questions, and you answer them to the best of your ability. It's a private matter. I'm not talking about a guy who, you know, it's not an issue with an injury. It, it's, it's a private matter. And the rest of the league, you know, is understanding this. Now, this story is a big story, but it's not as big as Nick Bosa getting his contract extension today, the highest price paid ever for a defensive player. Also, the Travis Kelsey injury is a big one. A lot of injuries around the league. Cooper Cup was ruled out against the Seahawks. So that's going to be a big deal. A lot of people, man, the Cooper Cup had that triple crown season, which was amazing. And it's, it looks like he's not going to do it again. I hope he gets healthy. I'd love to see the guy play healthy at 100%. But Cooper Cup looked like he had that Jerry Rice type of year, and you're just not going to see it again. A couple of line changes. So Detroit, Kansas City, that line opened up. Kansas City minus seven. You want to talk about respect for Kelsey. It's now over at the Superbook at four and a half. Whoa. Yeah, that's a big line move from seven to four and a half. Something to keep an eye on there. And with the Bosa news, which we don't expect Bosa to play in this game. I wouldn't expect them to play, but you never know. Uh, San Francisco, that opened up uh, Niners minus three. It's now down to two. So some sharp money coming in on Pittsburgh. Uh, let me get you exactly what's happening. 78% of the tickets are on Pittsburgh, 56% of the money. Uh, with the Raiders, as we've been talking about, the line on the Raider game coming up here, uh, line opened up initially Denver minus three, and it's pretty much three and a half across Vegas. Uh, we'll go with the Superbook as we always do. Denver minus three and a half in this game. There was a bunch of fours early in the week. I don't see it here in front of me here. And another a line move, the Charger game opened up. Chargers minus two and a half. Now it's the three. It's kind of a pick'em game. You get three for being at home. Uh, thanks for the guests that we had today. Dave Logan, voice of the Broncos. Matt Millen, once a Raider, always a Raider. And Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5. Again, we'll be at Proper Eats tomorrow at Aria. Please come on out and see us. And then we have big shows the rest of the week. Modelo News coming. And we welcome two new partners tomorrow who weren't here with us last year. So I can't wait for that. We're off to a great start. Q Myers coming up next from Bristol. Big show coming up. And tomorrow I go to the Raiders to interview the head coach, Josh McDaniels, before they head on out to Denver coming up here. So a lot of news tomorrow on the show and a lot of our great guests and insiders as they are lining up to be with us all year. Have a great rest of the day, everyone.